I'm going to do teaching today. I'm going to try to stay away from preaching. It's hard for me to do this. I want to talk about Satan and his three temptations because that's all he's got. He has nothing else. He's not a faith devil. You've heard me say it. he's a flesh devil. He only tempts you in the flesh. He can't tempt you in the spirit simply because he's spiritually dead. And he's decreasing even as I speak. And I can prove that in the book of Ezekiel because at one time he was a powerful cherub, the anointed cherub that covereth, walked in the stones of fire. That's the glory of God emanating out of that rock. And yet today, if you see, if you read, this is thousands of years ago when they wrote Ezekiel. It says, is this the thing? This this is what deceived the nation? This? Because he's slowly been decaying and coming down to nothing. He's nothing. unless Unless you give him power. Now, don't, don't test him in the flesh because that's all he has now. He, he, he doesn't understand spiritual concepts. He couldn't recognize Jesus by the time he didn't know if Jesus was the Son of God or not. Didn't know for sure. We're going to deal with that in just a minute. So if you've got your Bibles, go with me to the book of Luke chapter 4. And I'm going to just preach this out, teach this out of my spirit. And I have no notes on it, so we'll just teach it out of our spirit, okay? Luke chapter 4, verse 1. And Jesus, I'm reading out the King James, uh, old, old King James. And Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost. Notice it wasn't half full. It was full, which means you can't put no more in it. Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Being 40 days tempted of the devil, in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. So now for 40 days he hadn't eaten anything. You lose a lot of weight when you do that. Watch it. And the devil said in there, the devil waited until he was hungry. Until he was weak. He never hits you on your strong side. Because you could defeat him. He waits till you're down and out. Or you're hungry. Or, you know, and I mean, you, you focus on your body saying, man, I need nourishment. I, whoo, Satan waited for that. And the devil said unto him, if, and that's a devil word, if. He doesn't know. If thou be the son of God, command that this stone, that it be made bread. He didn't know who Jesus was. Because you see, now for centuries, he'd been killing people that he thought was the son of God. Prophets, different people. And it could, because God prophesied to him, the father, that one would come, you would bruise his heel, but he would bust your head. And once you crush a serpent's head, it's nothing no more. You see what I'm saying? So he's thinking that, but he don't know if thou be the son of God. Turn that stone on the bread. He asked Jesus to do something physically he could see. Notice he didn't say anything spiritual. He said, if he turns that stone into bread, that's the man. Now, Jesus could have turned the whole mountain into a loaf of bread with a log of butter running right down the middle of the valley. But Jesus didn't do that. This is his first temptation. We'll tell you what it is in just a minute. Verse 4, Jesus answered him and said, it is written, or it is logos. That's the Greek terminology for the written word. That man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Or in other words, your security is not in what the world can produce but by every word of God. First temptation, never use the word of God. You can write this down. Never use the word of God for personal advantage. Never, because you're already advantaged by the word of God. God's already said, great as he was in you, than he was in the world. And if I be for you, who could be against you? You more than a conqueror. So if you say to that mountain, it's got to listen. Be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea. You have to have the power to tell it where to go. I don't know why you got a problem telling your mountain where to go. You tell everybody else where to go. 
Never use the word of God for personal advantage. See, why? Because you're already advantaged by it. So when Satan comes with some junk, then 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, therefore, if anybody be in Christ, he's a new creation, a new creature. Old things are passed away. See, you're already advantaged. In other words, he can't make you sin unless you do it yourself. He can tempt you, but he can't make you fall over into that gulch. You understand? Because he is physically, spiritually dead. And I prove that he can't do anything spiritual. I've said this many times before. Have you ever been tempted to tithe? Anybody in this building? Have you ever, if you're a minister, have anybody had a counseling session and say, could you pray for me? Because this temptation about tithing is trying to get on me. No, you know why? Because tithing is a spiritual concept. So why would you quit it? Hmm. Why would you do that? Because tithing is spiritually alive. How else you put God first in your life? That tells the devil. It tells everybody that you are the head of your money instead of your money being the head of you. That I will honor God. See what I'm saying? So never use the word of God for personal advantage. Even though he could have done it, even though he was hungry, and he had the ability to do it, he refused to do it. So I made up my mind that I'm already personally advantaged, that by his stripes I am healed. So when Satan tries to attack me with something, I go, whoa, 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 whoa. By his stripes I am. If anybody's going to be sick here, it's going to be you and not me. Now, I've had many opportunities to be sick. And he tried to touch you in the sense of the way you feel it. But see, the Bible says, take no thought saying. You know how thoughts come to, into imagination? Well, it's when you say them. Once you say them, then they become yours. So when you understand that I'm personally advantaged, and people say, who do you think you are personally advantaged by the word of God? I never use the word of God for personal advantage because I'm already advantaged by it. So why would I back up when I'm already ahead? Do you see what I'm saying? Now, some people don't believe in a hundredfold, and the reason why, if they ever experienced it, they would. It's nice to have a hundredfold. hundred times is mathematics. I'm talking hundredfold. That every time you fold it, it doubles. Then the double doubles. Then the double, double, double doubles. Then the double, 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 double. It just gets so big, the figure gets this long, which means he's El Shaddai, not El Chipo. He's so big, you can't understand how much he can give you. And that's why some faith people didn't believe in the hundredfold. You know how much money God would have to give me? Yeah. Like as if you're going to break him. You ever done a study on the glory of his riches? Do you understand that everything you see, touch, smell is, was created by God Almighty? Do you know that everything that you see today, spiritually, physically, and financially is for you? If you go to the Mall of America and you see all the jewelry and the clothes, it's all yours. Lock, stock, and barrel. How do you know that? Because when God created this planet, there were no sinners. He created it for his family, you. Now, why don't you have it? Because our family, Adam, the first Adam, turned it over to him. But that lease has run out and is running out. You see, so you, I don't use the word of God for personal advantage. I'm already advantaged by the word of God. See, that's his first temptation. Mark my word, when I finish this little sermon here, these three things, it's going to hit you somewhere this week because that's all he's got. Strike one, strike two, strike three, you're out. See, it's my ball, it's my bat. I play as many innings as I want till I win. Do you see my point? So no, Jesus said, no, I'll not turn this stone into bread even though I'm hungry. I won't do that. Now let's go to verse five. And the devil, let's get to the second one here. I'm going to make this short. And the devil taking him up into a high mountain showed him unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Now, look at me. How do you got it there? 
did, how did it go up to the high mountain? You think he walked it? And you mean to tell me Satan can fly and you can't? You mean to tell me Satan can go to high places and you can't have a jet? Okay, this crowd didn't get it. Let me go over here. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? Listen, ladies and gentlemen, this is physical. Jesus is physically standing. Satan says, let me show you what kind of power I got. I can shut down gravity. So watch this. Takes him up to a mountain. Now watch this. This is the second temptation coming. The devil taking him up, verse 5, into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdom of the world. Watch this. In a moment of time. You know what that means? The Roman Empire, the British Empire, the United States of America, the China Empire, every empire. Why, why did Jesus come? To preach the gospel to the world, to these empires, to all this stuff. This is something Jesus came for. See, Satan sometimes will trip you with the, your vision and your dream. But he's got, a, he's got a, an agenda. And you have to hear every word he's saying. He takes him up. Let me read again verse 5. And the devil taking him up into a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, all this power will I give thee and the glory of them. The word glory there means wealth. For that is delivered unto me. Who delivered it? Adam. First Adam. And to whomsoever I will, I give it. Notice that. He said, I've got this power. I'll give you a prime example. With the stroke of a pen, President Biden shut down the oil industry. Shut down that we were selling oil. We were actually independent, energy independent. The stroke of a pen. And that's, he's, only, he's, just, he's just the president of one country. This guy is controlling all these countries. Think of the power he has. And whomsoever I will, I give it. This is what Jesus wanted. Jesus came to go to the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's what Mac and Leonard are doing about the seven churches. This is Jesus' vision. See, this is why he came. Not to build Christianity. Man did that. He came that you might know the Father and to give you back to the Father God. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. God, you love him that much, I'm going to give him back to you. I'll die. I'll become a sacrifice that you can have these wonderful species of human beings that you've created. Do you see that? He said, now verse 7, I want to read it in the King James, and then I want you to uh, uh, put it in the Amplified. Let me read in the King James first. If, there's that devil word, if thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thine. thine. Now, put that in the Amplified. Do you have that in Amplified up there? I want you to put this in. There's a word in that Amplified. Therefore, if you will do homage to and worship me just once, it shall be yours. Hey, man, ain't nobody going to know we're in the desert here. We're in the wilderness. All you got to do is fall down but once. Anybody gonna Run it. I'll give it all to you. Run it like you want. Just once. Oh, it was Eve, you don't have to eat the whole fruit. Just take a bite. Three drops of oil, crude oil, will completely pollute 55-gallon drum of water. Three drops. How much sin does it take to pollute people? All you got to do is bow down to me once. Ain't nobody going to know. I mean, why not? That's why some ministers commit adultery. Ain't nobody going to know. Yeah. But it never stops with once. 
because he demands more after you've done once and more and more. Here's the, here's the temptation. Wait, let me read what Jesus said. If thou therefore, verse seven, if thou therefore will worship me once, it shall be yours. Jesus answered and said unto him, verse eight, get thee behind me, Satan. Would you, would you allow the devil to get behind you or would you, would you like to keep your eye on him? That's the power of Jesus. Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Logos, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Now, was the gall and all that to tell me to, to fall down and worship you? Watch this. Now, I'm going to paraphrase. When I created you, I created you when you were Lucifer. Lucifer created Satan. God did not create Satan. Watch this. Here's, here's the temptation. Write it down. Never associate yourself with wicked people even for the attainment of your end. Never associate. See, when you associate with people, you covenant with them. And I'm going to show you something about, I'm not against borrowing money, but when you borrowing money, you're cutting a covenant. What are those people doing? You become a part of that. You understand what I'm saying? And you have to know those things. Now, I know you're only thinking about your vision. Yeah, but when you covenant, Covenant means you cut an agreement here. So when you understand what he's saying here, you never associate yourself with wicked people, even for the attainment of a good end. I refuse to do that. I will not do that. Uh, uh, hold your place right there and go with me to Psalms chapter 1 real quickly. Psalms chapter 1. I want to read verse 1. Everybody knows this verse. It says, blessed, which means empowered to prosper. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scorn, scornful. Look at the first thing. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. I will not receive counsel of ungodly people. I will not do it. I don't care if I'm doing business. I don't care if they're the best computer people in the world. I ask them, do you know Jesus Christ as Lord? Do you understand God as, as a personal Savior? No, I ain't got time to talk to you. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care if you got a degree from Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Duke, or Columbia. I am not messing with you. That's why everything I've ever done, I've never had a financial deficit. 46 years of preaching. You know why? Because I don't listen to wicked people. I will not become a part of that. You can do what you want to do. Why? I don't associate. That's that temptation. And all of a sudden, man, they can shut you down if something goes wrong. They can control your money if, the, if a recession hits. And then all of a sudden, you can't give the way you want. You see what I'm saying? Do you know every mortgage on a house has a clause in there that they can call that mortgage in 30 days? You don't ever read that part. They don't read it to you. You're just glad. Oh, well, I got it for 30 years. As long as you pay your note. But even if you paid your note and they wanted to call the mortgage, they can call the mortgage. That's in, the, that's in the contract you signed. They do that to protect themselves. You see that? Or let's say somebody offers them a big bunch of money, they want you out. You got 30 days to pay this. And if you can't find other financing, you lose it. Isn't that amazing? Never associate yourself with wicked people, even for the attainment of a good end. So when I built Jesse the Planet's Ministries, all those buildings, everybody that walked on that, that, I'm talking about my contract. Now, what he did, that's his business, because I don't know, that's independent contract. I'm talking about the man I'm dealing with. Do you know Jesus as Lord? Yeah. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Can you do that? Yeah. Let me hear it. I'm serious. I can be about the Catholic Ghost. Good Lord. Lord just, just, oh. Why? Blessed, empowered to prosper. I will not associate with wicked people, even for the attainment of a good, even though it'll meet my agenda. You know how many people have asked me to do that? I turned down $6 billion, ladies. You heard me right. 
$1.6 billion with a B at Smith & Lewinsky Steakhouse in Manhattan. I was talking to these big hedge fund gurus, $6 billion, 14 satellites, seven low orbit, seven high orbit. I had it all laid out. I had it. I told them, and I believe that investors making money. I don't have a problem with that. I said, we'll do $3 billion our first year. Boy, that's a good investment. I said, and it was going so wonderful. My good God, man. My leg underneath the table was doing this. I said, Jesus, this is $6 million. They ready. They're all excited about it. Whoa, I was but then I gave the last stipulation, which was the most important one. But it cannot be sold. What do you mean you can't be sold? I say, we can't sell it. This is done. You make all the money you want to make. And we, and I didn't tell them this, but we'll charge the heathen world. You know, cell phones, name everything. You know, there's ways to make money. Ain't no problem making money. It's keeping it. Making money is easy. It's just keeping it. You see what I'm saying? I, and I said, but see, I know what they want to do. They're going to golden parachute on you. They're going to build something like a Netflix or something, get that thing up to about $60 billion or 70 billion, then they sell it, and they parachute out. Take the money and let it go down. It doesn't make any difference what's happening. That's what they've done with DirecTV. DirecTV has lost a lot of um, things, so they're doing everything they can, see? I said it cannot be sold, which means that no one can ever take the gospel off the airwaves. It would be forever. They backed off. And the Lord told me, when I told them that, I saw their faces, and the Lord said, get up and leave the table. You know what I said to myself? I said to God, there's $6 billion on the table. We don't want to go nowhere, Jesus. That's the most money I've ever seen in my life. There's six big, big, B. Let me spell it for you. B-I-L-L-I-W. There's $6 billion. They're willing to sign this thing. And I was thinking, well, I'll work it out as I go. Ah. Ah. Just once. Just once. I got up and walked away. I was mad at God. I'm glad. Thank you. Go ahead and applaud. It was, it, that was the hardest thing I ever did in my life. That's the biggest deal I ever is negotiated in my entire life. That's a lot of money. And I said, he said, you know why you can't say it? I said, why? Because you ain't got nothing to say. I went, Okay. See, you don't get in cahoots with the thief because he's going to steal from you. Maybe not at the beginning, but he's going to work something out to where he's going to get what he wants. Temptation two, never associate yourself with wicked people, even for the attainment of good end. And then Jesus is near, I will not bow down to someone like you. I worship the Lord thy God, which means he doesn't have total free access. He's got to ask God some things. Second temptation. Let's go to the third, verse 9. He brought him to Jerusalem and set him on a pinnacle of the temple. And I talked to a rabbi about that. that they said it, it was about as high as the, uh, the rabbis do, the sages there in the Talmud and the, and the Midrash, and about the size of the Empire State Building. Took him up very high. He brought him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, now you know why it snows that high? The temple in heaven is 1,500 miles high. 1,500 miles square. Huh. That's high. I mean, today we can go to 51,000 feet. How many miles is it? 7 times 6 is 40. 7 times 5 is 8 times 6. Uh, what is it? About 7, 8 miles, something like that. Or maybe a little more than that. Nine times six, almost, almost 9 miles high. How about 1,500 miles high? 
He's principal of the air. So he can work out of, out of uh, space as well as our atmosphere. Look, he said, and they brought him to Jerusalem, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said unto them, if, there's that, there's that satanic word, if thou be the son of God, cast thyself down from hence. So he figures this out. Well, if he can quote scripture, I can quote scripture. Satan says, for it is written. It is logos, as the devil ever spoke to you about the word of God. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. Well, how would he know that? Well, he was once an angel. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Where did he learn to do that? Jesus answering said unto him, it is said. Now Jesus didn't have enough of the food. He said, I'm not going to talk about the written word of God. Now I'm going to put a rhema on you. Spoken. It is said. Bam! He hits him with the spoken word of God. It is said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Now he's taking, Jesus is taking his authority as God. You don't tempt me. Oh, look at the next verse. And when the devil had ended all the time, he departed from him for a season. Jesus beat him up so bad he had to take a vacation. He said, I, I got to go lay down, man. Now, where did he learn to quote that scripture? Go with me to the book of Revelations. I love the book of Revelations because it's the only book of the Bible, if you read it, you're blessed. You didn't say you have to understand it. Just says you got to read it. I mean, you know, you may not understand it at first, but I tell you one thing, if you keep on, you eventually will understand it. You want me to show you that scripture? Revelation chapter one. Let's read verse three. Blessed is he empowered to prosper. Is he that read it and they that hear the words of this prophecy. Now the word here means faith, the word of this prophecy. And keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. So just to read the book, you're going to get blessed. Want to get blessed today? Go read a few verses of the book of Revelation. Yeah, but I don't understand. You'll get there. But just because you did that, you're blessed. Now, I'm taking the word of God at face value. Where did he learn that scripture? It is written. Go with me to Revelation chapter 2. You find in verse 1 the, the church of Ephesus. You go on down, you'll find in verse 8 the church of Smyrna. You go on down a little bit further, and you come to Pergamus. Now, watch Pergamus. And to the angel of the church in Pergamus, write these things, saith he which hath the sharp sword with two edges, or the God's a double-edged sword. I know thy works and where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seat is. Look at me. Their churches right now on Sunday morning have a seat for Satan. Sitting in the church, hearing the same message you are hearing. He learns scripture. He never misses a service. Do you? He learned that. They got churches that have a place for Satan to sit down. He should not even be able to get through the door. Yet they got places. That's how you have church splits. That's how you have division and strife. Because somebody invited a place for him to sit. And will use gifts of the spirit and gifts of things to make him in operation. I know of one pastor, I'll never forget, he called a prophet and he told him what to prophesy so he could get rid of some of the people he wanted out of the church. And the prophet did that for a price. Satan learned this in church. He sure didn't learn it in hell. He don't like hell, it's hot. He likes to stay in the prince of the power of the air. He likes to be out in this air. That's why he wants, because he likes to look down on people. 
When he's in hell, you got to look up. He don't like that. Do you know when he was the angel that covereth? Do you know where his, when he, he was actually, this cherub actually stood above the throne and held his wings out so that when the glory of God would hit him, that's why he was so beautiful, it would he meant to transfer back down to God. Pow! And all those angels said, boy, I'd like to have that job. Because he had the highest job of any angel. That's Gabriel. That's uh, Michael, even though they were angels. And there's one that you don't know much about. His name is Metatron. Ooh. Metatron the more. Metatron the less. Oh, Jesus. That angel is right next to the Father God. You can find it in the burning bush. Go read it. It'll blow you away. It's the angel of God. They call it Jehovah Angel. And then he speaks, and then all of a sudden, I am that I am speaks. Right there, Metatron. Never heard that before, have you? Yeah, it's, it's, it, you just got to study that out. The, uh, the rabbis can't get over me. They come to my house, they go, oh, my God, look at your library. You have what we have. You have more than what we have. Oh, yeah. I want to know some things. I want to know why. Don't tell me you never know what God's going to do. And then, no, 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 no. You got, you got to find out what God's going to do. So number one, you never use the word of God for personal advantage. Number two, you never associate yourself with people, with wicked people, even for the attainment of good in what Jesus, now go back with me over to Luke chapter four again. What Jesus said, it is said, now he changes it to rhema. What, what temptation would that be? Never perform a godly act in a prideful spirit. That has happened so many times. That Satan tried that on Jesus again at the cross through, the, through the, um, the thieves when the thieves said, hey, you call yourself God? Why don't you take yourself off the cross and take us off too? Says so you got the power. Jesus could have done that. And see, that was one of the biggest mistakes of the voice of healing days, 1947 to 1958. These great men and women that had power, boy, faith, but then they began to play with it. They want to cast a devil. What's your name, devil? What street you live on in hell? And they put the, put the cameras on. Whoa, now you, you don't perform a godly act in a prideful spirit. You tell the devil, shut up and get out. Hold your peace. The only time Jesus ever asked, what's your name? He said, my name is Legion for we are many. Because he, 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 Jesus did that on prayer. He kind of had a sense of humor. He said, these idiots, I'm going to cast them out. And they're going to, go to a, they're going to go inside of a pig. And plus, them people shouldn't have had them 2,000 hogs there. And boy, they were pork chop and pork roast all over the beach. <laughs> so devils and demons will get into animals as well as get into a person. They prefer a higher order of person, a higher order of creation, a human being. You never use the word of God for personal advantage, number one. Number two, you never associate yourself with wicked people, even for the attainment of what you believe in, Paul. And number three, you never perform a godly act in a prideful spirit. Because, see, that's his last intention. Once you pass him three... Strike one, strike two, strike three, he's out. It's your ball, it's your bat, it's your game. And that's going to happen to you. Listen to me, this week, somewhere, shape, or form, it'll come into that. Well, you're really a man of God? Uh, see, trying to get you to perform something in a prideful spirit. And what goes before pride? Ah. And who's fallen? Satan. See how it's connected? In every which way, shape, or form. So I don't have time to talk to him. I like to use the old Italian uh, uh, statement that they said I was raised in the Sicilian neighborhood. It's just a stone in my shoe. It's aggravating. 
you take the stone, you throw it away. You see what I'm saying? So I don't have time to talk to the devil. I've learned it from Kathy when she didn't want to talk to me. I go, Kathy, she says, talk to the hand. I said, what'd you say? She said, call waiting. She's just popping on the back. So I just, like a little child, I just walk off like I went, talk to the hand. Call waiting. She got another sign. I can't remember them all, but I couldn't say a word. You never perform a godly act in a prideful spirit. That's why God said, when you bless, don't do it openly. Because she said, you're trying to perform a godly act in a prideful spirit. It's a godly thing. Satan sucks in there, gets in there before you know it. Just once. And once you do him something once, he can say that he owns you the rest of your life. When he don't have that power, but he's going to fight you every day of your life if you just bow down. We've all sinned, but we're not all sinners. That's why Jesus had to become sin. He had to take it all the way to the point that the Father couldn't do it. Like I said this, I mean, it was last night, that the Father, God, doesn't know what sin is. He's never, ever, he couldn't even look at sin. He had to turn his back on Jesus on the cross because our sin was on him. He said, no, I can't do that. The Holy Spirit is so pure. Jesus, no, I can't do that. Jesus said, I will become sin. The part of God that literally became sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God. That's why the Father said all authority and power is given to him. Jesus' experience of this trinity, you have to learn that through trinity language. That's another study you ought to go through. So you know the difference in the voices of God, the voice of the Father, the voice of the Son, the voice of the Holy Ghost. When you understand that they, they're very distinct and different, but yet they can, they can speak in unison in one. When you have a great, what's the name of that group? The Carpenters. Remember the, the group Carpenters? And they would sing in harmony so perfect, it was almost like one voice. Wah, close to you. I mean, they would just, God, how did they get like Remember the Righteous Brothers? Oh, Lord, man, I used to dance with Kathy with the Righteous Brothers. <laughs> but I wasn't very righteous, let me just say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they would be so perfect. Yeah, you know that song, you never close your eyes anymore when I text, kiss your lips. Kathy, I said, come on, baby, let me just kiss your lips a little bit here. <laughs> and then I'd see her mama, huh? okay, all right. Oh, and if you just kiss her once. Remember when you first dated and you held her hand, you was all excited? Whew. That was the beginning of the breakage. And after a while, that didn't satisfy no more. I used to do this when Kathy put me in my place, man. I'm going to give her some honor, man. She was a good girl. I was a piece of trash. But, you know, I mean, I like girls greasy, and I like them clean. They didn't make no difference to me, I, you know. So I, I would drive, and I always put my hand on a girl's knee. I don't know if they, I don't know if they do that now. And so, I mean, I'm driving, and I drop my hand on her knee. Boom, she slapped my hand off her leg. I saw it's just a habit. She said, break it. <laughs> I broke it. I've been married to 52 years. I still don't put my hand on her knee. <laughs> Not when I'm in the car, for sure, for God's sake. <laughs> so number one, you never use the word of God for personal advantage because you're already advantaged. Number two, you never associate yourself with wicked people, even for the attainment of a good end. Even though you, th you think this is going to work, no, something's going to come up. And number three, you never perform a godly act in a prideful spirit. Because you have to go from written to said, from written, from logos to rhema. I believe that's what living word is trying to teach you to do, to get you past logos into rhema. Now, when you begin to speak your vision, that was rhema to me. 
We're going, to, we're going not we, maybe we will. We don't know if you don't give. We may, we're going to do these seven churches. We're going to also bless Brooklyn Park and wherever, all this area too with tithing. We are going to do this. See, that's what you're saying. And the devil, can't, he can't get in the crack because you won't let him, see. Now, when God told me to give the falcon, I like the way the guy says, falcon, falcon 50. Where are you from? It's supposed to be falcon, falcon. You know? He must be from South Africa, pastor instead of pastor. You know? Falcon. When God told me, I immediately, I didn't let the devil get in, even though I had people wanting to buy it in millions. That plane brand new is $20 million. Now, I, I didn't buy it brand new. I, they wanted $13 million, but I'm a negotiator. I serve a Jewish God. I negotiate everything. You know where I bought it at? At an FBO in New Orleans. Went up there and I put everybody on speaker. I had two lawyers in front of me who was representing uh, the Grand Wailea, the, the, the Waldorf, the, uh, there were three different planes. And I asked all the pilots that flew them, I said, which one is the best one? It's the one that gave Mac. He said, this 50. I said, okay, that's, that's what we dealt with. And they said, well, listen, we're going to give you a break since you're a ministry. We'll give it to you for $13 million. I looked at him and said, do I got stupid wrote on my face? I said, no, no. I said, I'm the 800-pound gorilla. They just looked at I said, this won't be a, this won't be a finance. This is going to be cash. Yeah. I, I saw two drops of sweat come on the lawyer right there. Oh, I said, uh, what they don't understand is you never let them see your sweat. I had them. I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you $8 million. Oh, no, no. That, that just impacted. No, no. Oh, no. Okay. 11. I said, 8. Oh, Reverend, I, I, that just, that's just impossible. That's just impossible. Kathy was there, and I just told Kathy, keep your lips closed. Because <laughs> she liked the plane. You never show emotion. You do it after you got the plane. Once the chicken dropped the egg, then get excited. But until that egg is in your hand, you shut your mouth and act like this. What? <laughs> I said, listen, I don't have time. I'm getting hungry. Let me make a phone. I made another phone call on another line, and I called my uh, uh, finance director. She's, she was with me for 14 years. I love her. Her name was Tammy. Her, her husband was a Baptist preacher, and I knew one day they would move him. I didn't want, and when he did, <laughs> Tammy says, I don't want to quit. I said, you got to go with your husband. You got to, but I don't want you neither. But we still in great communication. Anyway, make a long story. He's the head of the missions outreach now in the Baptist church. Great, great, great man. Steve is his name. Wonderful people. I got her on the line. I said, Tammy, I want money to start flying. I said, can you make money fly? She said, boss, I can make anything happen you say. I said, gentlemen, I'll tell you what we're going to do. I said, I'm going to wire this money. Oh, the lawyer said, and they had got the contract. I had my contract. I, I didn't wait for their contract. Oh, no, 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 no. You're doing business with me. You're going to sign my contract. You do what you want to do. This is my business. And I said, I'll tell you what. I'm going to raise my price. This is the plane that I gave you. This is back I said, I'll pay you $8.25 million. Oh, really? And I said, Tammy, are you there? She said, yes, I am. And I said, if I hit that button, does the money start flying? Uh, yes, you, yes, it does, boss. I lifted my finger up. I went, we got a deal here. <laughs> I mean, I didn't blink. I saw him looking at my finger like this. I said, and I used this hand, somebody going to take this money today. Is it you? 
Now, what are we going to do here? My finger's getting tired. I drop it. I'm out of here. I can hear, I can hear Tammy going, whew, he's hard. He's tough. Them guys go, nah, they got sweat coming down like this. But I knew they had the power to cut the deal. Already had found that out. You don't go in there blind. You know blind dates? No. Keep your eyes open. You ain't no telling what you're going to get. <laughs> you don't go in blind. Yep. I've heard them say you're flying blind. That's kind of dangerous too, isn't it, Mac? <laughs> I said, getting tired, boys. And I knew Kathy, but I said, well, you know what I mean? I said, Kat, I said, my hand's getting tired, Kathy. I said, you better ready to eat lunch. She said, we'll take it. I said, sign the contract. I still got my hand up. Sign the contract. This is how, exactly how we did it. They signed it. I hit that button. I said, let the money fly. And I walked out like that. And I mean, I walked out. Well, we were on a plane. I closed the door. Yeah! <laughs> I went slap crazy. Wow! I went to shouting. They came to my table. They should come to your table. I shook up Chase Bank the other day. Y'all do what y'all want to do. I don't care what the feds say. I don't care what anything. When this is my money, cash is king, cash speaks. I said, this is what I want. Oh, we just can't do that. Uh, Capital Bank. I said, move the money out. Move it out. She moved my finance director. She moved it out. It wasn't two hours. They called back and said, okay. uh, uh, How about if we give you one point? 2%, 1%, 2%, one, two, one, I said, look, I got stupid on my face here. I said, you are not, you have no money. You're using everybody else's. You made everybody think that you're so excited that you're going to give them a loan. But if you got cash, you, the 800-pound gorilla, this is what I want. Now, or some bank going to take this money. Is it you? That's what the Lord told me. I already prayed about what to do. The capital said, we'll take it. I said, put it on the piece of paper. Oh, you know, we can do it. We can do it through a, a social, not social media, whatever you call it, online. I said, I want a piece of paper. Go to the bank and get a piece of paper. Now, go ahead and use my money at my price. <laughs> I'm making money right now. That's such a blessing of God. I ain't just standing here. Not bragging on that. What I'm saying is I don't use the word of God for personal event because I'm already advantaged. Because you can think like God, talk like God, smell like God, man. You never associate yourself with wicked people. I'm not going to do what they say. I know what I want. Now, if you want to deal with something, and I, you do, but it's going to be my money on my, time, on my contract. You do what you want to do. And then number three, I'm not going to perform a godly act. I don't mean that it may sound prideful, but no, I'm not going to perform a godly act in a prideful spirit. Now, Reverend, let's talk. Let's see if we can negotiate. No, no, no. I am the negotiator. You either want this or you don't. And if you don't, that's fine. But somebody going to take this today. When the Lord spoke to me about giving you the falcon, I did not negotiate it. He just simply said the value of a seed is far greater than the value of a sale. Never heard that before. <laughs> Nothing wrong with selling things. I believe in selling things. Don't misunderstand me. I sell things. I, I, don't, don't take that to an extreme. But I thought, 
And I remember telling him, I don't know if I ever told you this, I said, you know, you gave me an airplane to get people saved. Then it just dawned on me. Last night, I'm sitting there, and, and I saw the plane, and we, but they did the video, and I went, God, that baby is still doing the same thing. He said, well, it didn't, it, it may have switched owners with you and to Mac, but I'm the one on the whole ball game. And I got so excited. I got so excited that God's vision never stops. But he's got to have people to obey it. So I don't have time to talk with the devil. I just gave you a little insight here. That's all he's got. He has nothing else. He's going to use one of these three. He used his best temptations that he could on Jesus and couldn't win. And what was Jesus' basis for everything? The word of God. First written, then said, and then action. Faith without works is dead. I like what old Paul Crouch used to say. I love Paul. I miss him. He said, faith, the definition of faith, go as far as you can go. I mean, till you strain it and take one more step. That's faith. In just a minute, we're going to receive the morning tithe and offering. And I'm going to ask you to pray about what God would have you to do. I know you're going to take care of Brooklyn Park. Look what you built and the different things that people love. This place is beautiful. And they get the word. I hear people tell me all the time. I, I got partners. They say, you know, we go to Pastor Mac and Lynn's church and, and uh, you know, and we, we, we know the word of God. I like that. I like the word know instead of believing. I don't get this. We, believe. We, we think he said something we don't know for sure. No, we know the word of God. We make sure you get this fullness of what God says. But when he presented this vision, I thought, man, what a blessing of God. And I said, the plane I used to have is doing the exact same thing it did when I owned it. Flying, reaching people, changing lives, one soul at a time. The difference is, the big difference is, establishing a church that if Jesus tarries, it'll be there 50 years from now. It's a forever thing. The only time churches close is when people don't have vision to keep it going. He said, my people perish for a lack of a vision. Do you see that? Those churches. And then God moves them. And what about somebody if they die? Every man's work must be a continuation. Every woman's work must be a continuation. And but by the way, I don't, see, and I don't know what, what you feel about this, Mac, but I'll just say it. You can correct it after I leave. I believe in women pastors myself. My wife's a pastor. She pastored that church. Some people say, I don't think she should do that. We didn't ask you. <laughs> we didn't ask you. We asked the Lord. You mean to tell me you can send a woman to China and she can handle 5,000 missions out work, but she can't pass the church of 100 people or 200 people or 500 people in America? Yo, mama. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. See, that's a prejudice thing now. I understand, Paul. I understand this. You got to understand why he did what he did, women be silent in the church, because they still do that. The Jews, they sit, the men sit on this side, and the women sit on this side. So she wants to talk to her husband. Hey, honey, hey, whoa, whoa, we having service here. Oh, beside in the church. No, you talk afterward. Wasn't saying that they couldn't do something. God made Deborah a judge over the whole nation. You mean she could judge the whole nation? She could be the president, but you can't pastor a church. She ought to be able to pastor the church. She's the only human species that can, make, that can actually have babies. You actually the cradle. God didn't need us. He didn't. He needed Mary. And Mary was obedient. Yeah. 
Some will ask you to do a great thing for God. It's to establish seven churches and much more. I want you flying so much, Mac, that when, that when you're sleeping at night, your hand's on the yoke. <laughs> and I'm not a flyer. I know one time I was flying with Kenneth. I said, Kenneth, what is that? He, and he told me what it is, and then he went, don't touch it. <laughs> and you know what? Oh, I'm going to prophesize right now. One day you're going to be flying, and I'm going to be flying, because this has happened to me. 2.30 in the morning, I left. No, uh, 1.30 in the morning, I left Miami, flying back to New Orleans. They cleared us across the Gulf. There's certain areas in the Gulf of Mexico you can't go. Do you know that? Not even the commercial flights. They'll shoot you down in the Gulf waters. We don't know what's underneath there. I don't know, but you do not do that. I've had two F-16s come up on the side of my plane. Move with us now. Or we will shoot you down. I said, and Paul was saying, but Miami uh, Center cleared us. Well, they cleared you wrong. Man, we're moving like this. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm looking at the F-16, that guy's just looking like that. He said, you're cleared to go to New Orleans now. They went vertical on. I went, good Lord. And I got to look at them go. I said, I even pay for them jets too. My taxes paid for that. What's going to happen one day? And it happened. We were coming out of Miami. And I said, this is a, uh, I'm going to use our uh, Falcon 900, 970 Juliet Delta. And all of a sudden, this is like now 250. Hey, Jesse, this is Jerry. How you doing, man? I said, hey, Jay. He said, well, he said, where are you coming from? I said, I'm coming from Miami. Can't talk long. I don't want you doing that too much. But late at night, hey, where are you coming from? He said, I'm coming out of Tennessee. I'm going back to Fort Worth. He said, I just heard you. I heard your call numbers. I just wanted to say hi. I said, have a good one. He said, okay, man, see you later. And I was back ready to walk, and I heard, hey, Jesse, this is Creflo. How you doing, man? <laughs> I said, hey, Creflo, where you going? He said, I'm coming back from my New York church. I'm heading back to Atlanta. I said, oh, how you doing, man? I heard you call it. I thought, this is great. I thought, my God, two of my friends. And then I said, hey, Jess, this is Kenneth Copeland. I said, hey, Kenneth, how you doing? And then I heard this little thing, enough is enough. That's the, that, that, that was the God in the sky talking. Now, so just say hello. So one day, Mike, you're going to be flying that, baby. I'm going to be flying. My Lord. All of a sudden, you're going to either call us or we'll call you. Hey, Mac. Hey, this is Jesse. How you doing? Then I'm going to say, how's my baby doing? Are you flying good? <laughs> Oh, it's so, and, then it, and I thought about it. preachers in the skies. Preachers in the skies. Then an old song came into my mind. Lucy in the sky with diamonds. I don't know why. I just kind of flipped over to that part. You know? Preachers in the sky. Coming back, preaching. But what Mac will be doing, he'll be preaching. They'll be established. But when they fly out of Bogota, they fly out of the Dominican Republic. They fly out at Sucre. I bet you Mac, I have something sweet in his hand. We went to Sucre. I don't want to hurt the people's feelings. I'm going to eat something sweet. <laughs> Since the name is Sucre. You know? Just fly. But the difference is he's leaving an established work. He's leaving a Timothy. He's leaving a Titus. Think about that. That's what you do with your giving. So don't think of your money as money. Think of it as people. Ushers, get ready to receive. There's an offering envelope on the back of the, of the chair. You can use it. 
If you'd like to give online, uh, I believe they have the stuff up here, you can do that. And, and I ask you to do your best. And if you're online and you go to someone else, the Bible says that we have therefore opportunity. Let us do good to all, especially to those of the household of faith. This is a household of faith. And you can be a blessing online. You might want to take care of one of them churches. Seven churches for a million bucks. You're lucky you can build a church for $700,000 today in America. I'm telling you. But think of the people. My God. That you will physically stop from going to hell. I, I saw it in my spirit a while ago. The doors of hell closed and the doors of heaven opened. And there's Jesus. Hey. And then all of a sudden, there you are behind him. There's people walking in. He goes. That's God doing those things. You say, but I don't have money. I want to do it. I want to be a part of that. But I don't have the money. Well, give God a job. Don't put him on the unemployment line. Give him a job. Say, God, if you do this. I will gladly give and be a part of that. And watch God go to work. He believes your word. You don't break his word. You don't break his word and you don't break your word when you do that. And God will honor you. Yeah. One more story, then we'll receive the offering. I gave all my money away twice in my life. Once when I got, just got born again, that was a lot of money because I made a lot, a lot of money. Ooh. As a young boy in the rock world, Nothing to make a million dollars in a night. I mean, that's just how it was. I mean, the rock scene is that's big, big, big money, big money. Well, we thought we had to be poor. Me and Kathy got born. We didn't know nothing but the word of God. So we, I, we went to her town. I wanted to go back to New Orleans where I was raised. She wanted to go to Homa where her mother was. She said, Jody needs to know her, grand, her, grand, uh, her grandma. I said, not really. <laughs> I had problems with the grandma. But anyway, I did. Well, we gave all our money. I said, well, Kathy, when I say give it all away, I'm talking about Jody's piggy bank, too. I said, Kathy, we can't go any further down. The only way we can go is up. But we're going to love the Lord. We're going to be Christians. Okay. That was actually very easy to do. Three years later, I had mortgaged the house, financed the car. So I'm living like a regular person. Now, you see, before that, it was nothing for me to fly to New York and on a plane and eat a pizza, because I like New York pizza, and fly back. That pizza cost me $8,000 back then. Who cares? I won't make that in a few minutes. Now, I got a mortgage note, a car note, car insurance, house insurance, you know, like a normal, you know. And I'm outside of the house, and the Lord says, give me all your money. And the first thing that came in my mind, I'm going to pay this house note. I never thought about that the first time. That was a lot more money. This was nowhere near the money compared to what I gave before. I'm going to pay the car. And I rebuked. I said, get out of here, devil. I'm yours to command. I said, I got to go ask Kathy. So I walked in. I said, Kathy, the Lord just told us to give all our money away. She said, let's do it. I said, okay. So we gave all our money away. Now, it wasn't that much money because I had a regular job, you know, not making a real high salary in any way, shape, or form. I walked back outside that house. Go by you holy I believe this is for someone in here. And I walked out that house and I got an Abraham saying. As I was walking by the house, I heard the Lord said, Because you have done this, and you have not withheld from me what I have asked you, I will bless everything you put your hand on. Every place you step, you will never have a deficit. You will do that. I went, Oh, glory to God. I got my hands up. Thank you, Jesus. And Mr. Easton lived across. He said, What you doing? Jesse? 
I was in the yard. I said, I'm thanking God. Oh, I didn't mean to disturb your prayer. From that point right there, I began to get blessed. Go 46 years, I've sold over a half a billion with a B, billion of that product out there. That's my money. That's intellectual property, lock, stock, and barrel. I gave it all to God's work. IRS freaked out. Man, you know, you'd have, you know, you'd have $280 million. We'd get the rest of it in taxes. Yeah, but if I give it to God, you don't get nothing because you don't know how to handle money. You got a $30 trillion debt. Well, I want to give that to you. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know how to handle it. That's why they hate Trump. I'm not, I'm not pushing Trump. He's a businessman. He ain't blinking. He got his finger up on it. China, Iran, you can't move that embassy. Really? Move it. Yeah, it's going to cost $4 billion. It costs $250,000. They got $300,000. Move it. Remember the illustration? Everything I touched is prospered. I'm able to give a plane away like that. The other one, that plane, the other one, is feeding children in Nicaragua. I don't tell people that. I don't know why I'm telling you all that. I'm real close to Mac and Lynn and this church. I love this church. And uh, not bragging, please. I don't want you to take it like that. I just want the world saved. It's a vision God gave me, and it's his. So get your offering ready, and let's do something. And if you want to be a part of that seven check, that million dollars, could be a one-time check, could be a thousand people giving a thousand dollars, that's a million bucks. Could happen today. I don't see why it wouldn't. Watch God do a hundredfold coming at you with everything. Don't just say, well, I hope I get it back. No, 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 you don't want to do that. You want 36 to 100. Well, let me help you. 100 is better than 30. You'll come up with things you never thought you could do. Would you hold your offering up to the Lord? That's how you make it out the living word you, that are watching on the screen. It shows you how to do that. Father, thank you today. Thank you for all that you do for this church. Thank you for Mac and Lynn who have heeded the call. We thank you for it, Lord. Lord, you made him a pilot, I believe, for such a time as this. Yeah, he, he may have been in Vietnam flying jets, and, and that, that's all part of his life. Ah, but this is the best now. Because you see, when he leaves the church, you never leave, and Mac and Lynn never leave. Because their love stays there, because they love people. Keep that jet running at top performance, Lord. And bring in more people and all the different things. You know, Mac always wanted a fleet. I don't see why you can't give him a fleet. You gave Samaritan Purse a fleet. They got all kinds of jets. They got all kinds of cargo planes because they help so many people. Wonderful ministry. Well, they want to establish churches. They may need a C-130. They may need, who knows? I mean, bring all the material at the same time and just do it. Lord, the Jehovah Witness will build a church in three days. Just go out there and do it. Why can't the living word do it? Just need the tools to do it. I thank you for it. I believe you for it. The hundredfold in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Ushers, go ahead and receive this morning tithe and offering. That's, this is above your tithe and offering if you want to get involved in those seven churches. And watch God just bless you beyond your wildest dreams. I'm going to tell you something. If you listen to what I just said, your grandchildren will come up to you like my grandchild. Grandfather, how much money you got? 
And where is it? I want to see it. I said, Meredith, you're not old enough to handle that, but one day you will. And I've sat her down and talked to her about it. She waited for that day. She said, everything you have belongs to Mama and me. I said, that's right. Everything me and Mimi have belongs to you. How did you get that, Grandfather? I said, the Lord Jesus. Never forget that he's the source. I said, Meredith, what do you think about letting Grandfather's hair grow long again? You know, I used to have long hair. She said, oh, no, you're a grandfather. You old. It's got to be white and short. I said, okay. Just asking, you know. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk to her at night. I think she had a, a little boy asked her out. They wanted to date her. She said, I'm not old enough to date. She's 14 years old. I told her before I left, you should hate boys. The only boys you like is me. <laughs> boys are no good. You don't like them. I said, no, I'm not saying. I said, but let grandfather check them out. I said, if you let me check them out, I'll make sure they'll be fine. They don't, I'll make them an offer they don't refuse. You won't even know where they are. Don't worry about it. Well, she had on her, and she went with a friend of hers, and uh, Jody brought him. She had her Louis Vuitton purse. Oh, you should have seen it. I just got a picture last night. I went, look at this. How come I'm always on the road when the good stuff happens? I'd like to be, I, I, Kathy baptized. I went there. I was preaching. And I'll tell you why. I love my family. I'm not doing anything for them. I got a very small family. Me, Kathy, Jody, Meredith, and Jay. That's my son-in-law. That's it. All my other people have passed away other than my, uh, uh, my I have one aunt left. And she's 87, I think. And, uh, and I have a brother, uh, and he's very sick himself. And that's it, you know. And I said, God, why? He said, Jesse, you always put me first. I said, well. And I made your whole family understand it. I called my aunt Friday. Hadn't talked to her in a good while. She said, I'm so proud of you. You're such a big preacher. You know, you're on Flashpoint. <laughs> I said, Aunt Barbara. Yeah, that, we're so proud of you. I said, she, and I was by her, she said, I know what you're going to say. That God has been gracious. He has. He has been gracious. Let's do this gracious work. We get this thing done. The Bible said, when the gospel is preached to the world, Mac, the end shall come. We'll get out of here. In just a minute, this lady going to sing a song, and I'm, they're going to take me out, and I'm flying back to go to another church. Here we go again. And Mac, I'm believing God that you're going to call me and say, Jess, we got over a million. We're already planning the next set of churches. Why not? Why not? How many of you would like to be somebody to do, how many of you would like to be somebody that could do something like that? Hold your hand up. It's got to be impossible for God to come to work. You do the impossible. Let him do the impossible. Keep your word and it'll work for you. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Mac, Lynn, thank you for allowing me to stand behind these pulpit all these years. We consider you guys friends, y'all, blessings of the Lord. I like that. I think Mac is one of the best preachers. I love his vocabulary. You know, I've tried to talk like him, but this can't get there. You know? <laughs> I'm just trying. I can laugh like him. Oh, you know, you can, you can laugh. <laughs> it's just such a blessing. And thank you, worship people, for singing such great songs. I, I like your outfit. Yeah, I like it. I think I'm going to go buy me some overalls. <laughs> Give, me some. Give Jesus a hand clap as this little lady sings.